You good? We have a meaty subject to be handling together. Um, and I think it, it flows on really from our time of worship. There's going to be some quite personal times here. So can I encourage you? Um, in John 16, 13, it says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide us. He will lead us into all truth. So I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will move in this meeting. Come, Holy Spirit. And he will whisper the things that you need to hear today. He will talk to you. He will share with you. Um, I, on rare occasions, I've sort of felt a touch on my shoulders if God's hands there, but there's nothing there. But it happens to us all in different ways. But I'd really like you to be open because I feel this is, um, we're going to cover forgiveness today, which is a challenging subject. But it's, it's what you take away. Um, we sang this song. We sang this song with this chorus. That, that's my teaching. That's it. You love me with a love that's unfading, with a love that's unchanging, no matter what I've done. Um, and speakers often say, if you get nothing else, um, get this. I pray that you go away today knowing that whatever you've done, God has forgiven you. It is gone, and his love is on you. God is able and capable of forgiving everything. The only thing that we need to do is give our lives to him and come and receive his glorious goodness. Um, I think sometimes we come with forgiveness, and it's the old bar of soap. Bar of soap that, I haven't even got my notes yet. The bar of soap washes your hands. This is not God's love. God's love's when you're in a shower. You get seriously wet. That's what I want you to go away with. Please go away knowing today God's love because the barrier is it. But what are the things I've done? What are the things I've done? Everything. God can do everything. Um, Nigel had a text from somebody, and you know who you are this morning, who's starting to write a song. And I just felt this is, again, the Holy Spirit feeding us, saying, this is where I am. This is where I want to talk to you. He's writing a song in its early stages and it says, Not locked out, but brought in. Not left out, but let in. From your river of grace to that inner place flows all the love I need. And that's the Holy Spirit sending us, you know, my notes aren't good enough, so we have to get extra material. Heavens. Not locked out and brought in, not left out and let in. From your river of grace to that inner place flows all the love that I need. And I thank God that my, it might have taken me many years to get there. But I understand that God loves me. And I've got a lot of warts. God loves me. Amen. First slide, please. Oh, I've got my spaz like this. Oops. So we have been exploring the Lord's Prayer together. And if you didn't know that, where have you been? We've looked at the themes. So we're doing a series called Teach Us to Pray, which was the first slide. And this is the fifth session. Um, and during the week to go along with this, we have been doing the prayer course in the life groups. Um, now, most of the 
videos and material from the prayer course really dovetails in. But this week's one is on unanswered prayer um, and doesn't necessarily fit in with my forgiveness. But I have watched the video and it is superb. It really, in reality and honesty, faces the issue of unanswered prayer. So if you're in a life group, can I really encourage you to go along? And if you're not, can I encourage you to watch the video. It's on the prayer course on the internet and there's some really good stuff in there to help us on our journey. It's another subject but it's quite important so please do that. So let's start on our journey. Um, at the front and on the information desk at the back I've put 25 Bible study notes together on forgiveness which I'm not covering so if you'd like to dig into this more please do grab one of these at the end of the meeting, either at the front or at the back. Okay, going the wrong way. My ears coming off, okay. I'm covering forgiveness today. And forgiveness is the core of the gospel. I think that's why it's so important to me and I've really enjoyed the, the time of worship we had, just resting in God's love. Forgiveness is what it's all about Jesus went to the cross and he died as a sacrifice for you and I to pay our penalty for, as the Passion Translation puts it much nicely, um, for our wrongdoings. We are set free. We are made holy in Christ. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished Honest. That's in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. That's the gospel. That's what it's all about. That's what's brought you and me here. Now, if you don't know the Lord Jesus and you're wondering what this is all about, this is a great one to be at because it's about forgiveness. Forgiveness is not the end. It's a means of God bringing you into being a child of God. Now, I know this seems a bit irreverent, and I do apologise, but I think sometimes God is this big guy, um, and I don't think he's a big guy with a stick for us, but I know for many people he is. But he's still a bit out there. And for me, there is no doubt those days when God is on a throne, and the light shines from that throne, and he is the God of the universe. And I am there to worship him. I understand that, and that's right. But there's also times when the God of love, it, you think it's a throne and it isn't. It's an armchair. And he's inviting you up on his lap to do something we find strange, and that is pour his love on us. And you need to know that God too. And it's this forgiveness, but, 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 that stops us getting there and receiving did you remember singing that? Is Mark completely lost his mind? Did you remember singing that in the first song? As children's into our father's arms. You sang. As children into our father's arms. My kids wouldn't think that I was a loving dad if I didn't hug them. And in fact, my kids have had a great gift because my father spent a lot of time telling me he loved me. I was very, very fortunate. I was very, very fortunate, and I appreciate many people are. But because of what he did, that's what I did to my kids. And you need to hear that from God. He loves you. And this forgiveness issue is keeping us from getting up there into his hands. If you don't know the Lord Jesus, 
he is offering you today by giving your life to him and receiving his forgiveness, safety in a fearful world. He's offering you belonging to be part of a family if you don't have a family. But above all, he's offering you love. And you need to turn from your ways, your wrongdoings, repent and receive his forgiveness. The forgiveness is what the gospel is about. And if you don't know the Lord Jesus today, let him talk to you. Think about it, because his love is there for the world. I keep going the wrong way, don't I? The gospel. Romans 6.10. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. The death Jesus died, he died to sin, wrongdoing, trespassing, evil deeds, whatever you want to call them, all the wrong things in our lives. We live in a broken world. I was born broken into this world. It wasn't surprising that things went wrong from then on. And yet Father has made me whole again by me giving him his life and receiving his into mind. And he died for sin. He died for wrongdoing once for all. That's the gospel. Jesus died once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. And that's what we have. He gives us his life so we can live to God. I was very distressed to find that many of my friends at work gone very quiet on me, you have. It's, uh, I haven't got to the heavy bit yet. Dear Lord. <laughs> I was very distressed with my friends at work that they thought Christianity is just all about rules and regulations. You know, it's do this, do that, do the other. Forgiveness does break us free from the things that hold us back and what we've done and allow us to move out of wrongdoing. But it's not the end. The whole point of forgiveness is so that we can be children of God, so that you and I can be sons and daughters of God. It's about a relationship. And we have to share the gospel better so people understand it's about being with somebody, not doing the right things. I'm personally convinced that until you've learned to be with somebody, you can't do the right things. I've always been doing the cart before the horse. I thought if I did the right things, then I could be with somebody. And pushing the carts hard. You get the horse in front of the cart. You need to be in a relationship. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him, believes in him, has faith in him, will not die but will have eternal life. We talk about being apprentices with our, our understanding of being disciples these days. Very helpfully, we talk about being apprentices. And I think forgiveness is in all of those three aspects. We talk about apprentices being with Jesus. We talk about apprentices being like Jesus. And we talk about doing the things that Jesus did. Being with Jesus really in heaven is all about receiving forgiveness and entering into eternal life. Being like Jesus is learning to be forgiving. And doing the Jesus things that Jesus did is showing compassion through forgiveness to other people. That's why they call it good news. That's why they call it good news. We are completely forgiven forever. Now, as a consumer society, we struggle with this, don't we? Because it's just too good to be true. You're forgiven. Do you get it? 
Do you get it? Forever. 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 You know, I, I, was, I was born a Baptist, and it was a good thing, because I learnt my Bible. But as a Baptist, I had this nightmare. What happens if I die between asking for forgiveness? What happens? Am I, am I doomed in this place? You are forgiven everything forever. There is an ongoing relationship of recognising the failings in our life and coming to the Lord Jesus for forgiveness. It's about receiving forgiveness. I found people really good at giving gifts and really bad at receiving them. But if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness. You are forgiven everything forever. Let it go. Seriously, let it go. Why does it keep coming back? Well, we have an accuser. Okay, and he seems to think he's the prosecution. So he's always drumming up evidence to say, yeah, yeah, I know you're better now, but it'll happen again. We've tried this before. It's not going to work. Don't listen to the accuser's voice in your life. God says if you confess your sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive you everything forever. One of them on there is that Father takes our sins as far as the east is from the west. Now, if you believe the world's flat, that really works. <laughs> it's a gift. You can't earn it. It's a gift. You can't repeat after me. It's a gift. You can't earn it. Do you get it? You can't earn it. You can work as hard as you like and it just gets worse. You have to receive it. It's it's why we open our hands. It is a gift. It sets you free. Everything forever. I am I am not overstating this. I am merely preaching the gospel. I am not overstating this. The horrendous death of the Lord Jesus Christ on a cross was not for something. It was for something amazing and wonderful and he called the good news. You can't earn it. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that nobody can boast. I was taught something very early on which has been a great help to me and I love my little quotes. There is nothing you can do to make God love you more. That's pretty special, but I like the second one. And there's nothing you can do to make him love you less. We should be enjoying the fullness of the love of God because that's what Jesus died for. But sometimes we don't get it. It distresses me that the enemy, our enemy, has convinced thousands of Christians they are not good enough. And I can assure you I have done statistical research on that. I have asked people, do you feel good enough? And that's the whole reason Jesus died. What is this all about? I didn't understand it for a while. And then I said to Father, you're going to have to explain this to me in simple English because I'm just not getting it. And he said to me, well, think about your own son. I have a, I have a son, David. We have a son, David, who lives in Totten. 
um, with a little Evie who's just achieved five years old last year and went to school. So we finished childminding, only to discover they're having their next one in June. So I will be childminding until I'm 70. Yay! I think. <laughs> I'm meant to say yay, am I? I am meant to say that, aren't I? Hallelujah. She's wonderful. But you see, my son makes mistakes. He does things to annoy me. He does things that I wouldn't do. I think he does things that he shouldn't do. But it never occurs to him he's not my son. Ever. It never occurs to him that I don't love him. Notice I'll get cross. But it never occurs to him. And that's where God wants us to be. He takes it for granted. You can come up to my David and say, you're not really Mark Isle's son. You're not the son of Mark He just think you're nuts. He just think you're nuts. That's where God wants us to be. To understand what being a child of God is. Stop acting guilty. Stop acting guilty. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive them. Can you read that? I will forgive because I have been forgiven. Having received forgiveness, gets tougher down the road, okay? I did warn you about that. We then have the challenge of learning to forgive others to be like Jesus. Ephesians 4.32. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ Jesus, God forgave you. Um, we, my whole passage is Matthew 6.12. Forgive us our sins, forgive us our wrongdoing, as we forgive those who do wrong against us. So the second part of the verse is about forgiving others. Be kind and compassionate because God forgave you. Um, it has that technical phrase in there, in Christ. And that's the place where we're safe. We have received his death and resurrection in our own life. The punishment for all our wrongdoing through his death. So we now live in him. And as God sees us, he sees us through Christ. We are in Christ. It's our safe and holy place. Is that me? No, that's upstairs. Goes upstairs. It is, it is frequently prescribed as a condition of our own forgiveness, which is interesting. If you read on after Matthew 6, it says, if we don't forgive others, he won't forgive us. Um, and for me, that is, we are becoming hard-hearted if we're not forgiving other people. And that begins to interfere in our relationship and our confessing our sins to our Heavenly Father. I think I have been stressing the power of God's love, the shower of God's love, his armchair and his throne, because the more you realise how much you've been forgiven, the easier it is to forgive other people. The more you realise how much you've been forgiven, the easier it is. Um, there was a, a lady who's described as an immoral lady who came and poured perfume on Jesus' feet. And the Pharisee that Jesus was with was pretty put out about this. And Jesus makes the point, having given a parable, I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a person who is forgiven little, referring to the Pharisee, loves. So for me, the key with forgiveness that's helped me was to realise how much I've been forgiven. And I had to move out of, and I'm just talking about me, my middle class, wealthy society attitude. 
that actually I'm quite a good person already and God didn't really have to do too much. So really not feeling I'd been forgiven much, I found it hard to forgive others. And I really had to learn how to get to a place of saying, no, Father has done some powerful stuff. And as my life has gone on, I've realised how far he's had to dig into my life to bring forgiveness and change. The most important thing for me to understand, though, is forgiving others is not primarily for them, it's for you. It's for you. Unforgiveness is like an anchor. It anchors you to a place and it keeps the danger of bitterness growing within you. It stops us becoming hard-hearted. I don't think of it, but every now and again, I meet families, and they exist today, and there are many of them. Well, you'll find half a family isn't talking to the other half of the family. You know, I know, I know families are under challenge in our society today, and that's bad enough, but you meet people who, they just won't forgive them for things that have done, and they end up not talking, and this Berlin Wall is created between people who are brothers and sisters, mums and dads, aunties and uncles. And I think it profoundly hit Julie and I when we were once in Toronto. It was the time of all the laughing and falling over. And it had moved on. It had changed. When I went there, when we went there, it was changed. And they were having healing meetings under the banner of the Father's heart. And it was really about receiving inner healing. And I was dramatically impacted because on two occasions, they invited somebody up on the stage who was a volunteer to receive healing. And instead of praying for healing, they asked them, is there anybody in your life you need to forgive? And after some time of ministry and sharing, they never got to the healing because the person was just spontaneously healed then. Unforgiveness is a powerful force in our hearts. Um, so I have a brutal verse to make sure that you don't forget. I'm sorry that's hard, but we need to understand the consequences. It's not affecting other people, but it can really change who we are. Putting an anchor down in your life stops you where you are. Now, there are challenges. I think sometimes we struggle with forgiveness because we don't quite get it. Forgiveness does not excuse what the other person has done. Forgiving them is not saying it's okay. It's letting it go in your life so you can move on. Forgiveness is not excusing what the other person has done. Forgiveness doesn't mean that we're going to carry on like it never happened. Doesn't mean that. Doesn't mean that. Forgiveness is completely different from trust. I may have forgiven you, but it's very likely you're going to have to earn my trust again. It's important that we understand what forgiveness is and what forgiveness isn't. It is letting go the hurt and the pain in our life, which I know in some people's lives can be absolutely horrendous. There are times when we will not be able to, but we need the grace and love of God to help us do what is physically impossible for us. But it is necessary. Otherwise, you're just stuck there. I told you it got harder on. Unforgiveness is like taking poison but expecting someone else to die. You need to let go. We need to let go. Um, I'm sure it's not all of us, but I do pray that the Holy Spirit is just speaking to you of people that you need to forgive and let go. I was systematically bullied at school 
between the ages of 11 and 13, my first three years at, at senior school. Um, and I was regularly attacked by a group of boys in the corridor. And I developed a real fear for corridors. And although I'd received the inner healing and I'd been taken through the unforgiveness of it, corridors were still, as an adult, quite a frightening place for me because that represented the, there was nowhere to go and I was trapped and I was about to be attacked. And it was only when I really got down to letting it go once and for all, it took me to get into my adult years, I was finally free of the fear of corridors. Fear of corridors, can you believe it? But it was real to me. It was real to me. Can I encourage you? Don't listen to the accuser. You're a horrible person. Everything Mark said is wrong and you need to forgive all these people before God accepts you. That's not the truth. Okay? But for you to live the fullness of what God died for, we need to let go of things. I wasn't sure whether to cover this as I finish. It's the last one and probably the toughest one. But I was very fortunate during this week to be in a meeting where a young lady, and if she's here, God bless you, who had a time of ministry in front of us, and during that time of ministry discovered that God had forgiven her, and her friends and family had forgiven her, but she couldn't forgive herself. And it was a great trial to her. I forgive myself for trying to be perfect. Romans 8 verse 1, so now there is no condemnation for those in the Lord Jesus. Not forgiving yourself is when God pronounces you not guilty and you're going, no, 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 I still need to be sentenced. I know it sounds crazy, but we can get there. We can get there. I've been there. We can get there. But that's what this verse is. It's a huge identity issue. Who am I? It's going back to, I'm feeling like in the prodigal son story, the older brother, where I'm not really in relationship with my dad. And so my response to him is, I've done everything you've told me to do. It's all about rules and regulations and I'm ticking all the boxes so you will love me. When it's all about just being a son and knowing that your God loves you. And the father's answer, not understanding that is, but... Everything I have is yours. Everything I have is yours. And he's not, he's not enjoying it. We can get into these places. It can be very logical, but it's about not understanding. It comes frequently from deep hurts. I'm not criticising at all. It means facing some things that might have occurred in your childhood, might have occurred in your relationships with your mum and dad and other loving people. It can, be, it can be really founded and birthed in some very deep hurts. Psalm 65, 3, I love. Though we are overwhelmed by our sins, you forgive them all. While we're overwhelmed by our sins, you've forgiven them all. Somewhere along the line, a lie has got into our life. Going all the way back to my first talk, I'm not good enough and I need to be good enough to be loved. This is called taking the gospel and standing it on its head. But it seems very logical to us on the way through. It is a lie that's undermined the gospel. We need to get back to biblical truth. 
Paul in Galatians is attacking a whole church because they started off in grace, the gift, and now they're trying to earn God's love. And he says this, how foolish can you be? After starting your new lives in the spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by human effort? But is it interesting? I would say that in the Christian culture, we are very comfortable with being saved by grace. But we slip into living by works quite easily. Reading the Bible more doesn't get God to love you more. Praying more doesn't get God to love you more. Giving more doesn't get God to love you more. Sharing the gospel more doesn't get God to love you more. It gives you a greater interaction with Father and a greater industry, but it's nothing about being loved. He just loves you. He just loves you, and we need to let that go. I mean, if I'm, I mean, it's a hard thing, and I don't want to pick on anybody who's struggling here. It's a huge thing to let go. But in truth, in truth, if God has forgiven us, and we won't forgive ourselves, we're really saying we know better than God, which is pride. I'm very sorry, but that's what it is. But it's birthed in an unimaginable pain. If you've never been there, I can tell you it's serious. It's an unimaginable pain. But God has the rivers of love to be able to push through. So to summarise, I've covered Teach Us to Pray Session 5 and Forgive Us Our Debts as We Forgive Those Forgive Our Debtors or Those Who Sin or Wrong against us. I shared that forgiveness is just core to the gospel. You get it wrong and the gospel falls apart. It's not the end in itself, but it's a means to an end. And I've encouraged you, receive the fullness of God's forgiveness. Receive God's forgiveness for everything. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just. Forgiving others, think about forgiving others. Let it go, let it go. It's not about right or wrong, it's about you becoming trapped in a history. My mentor again gave me some lovely quotes. He said to me, if your past is in your present, there's no room for your future. They're just little core truths. We want you to be free, I want you to be free. The family wants you to be free. Be free. And please, if you find that the pain in your life that's been overwhelming and the things that have been done to you are unspeakable and you've found yourself not feeling good enough, forgive yourself as God has and moved on. And I have one last slide. Quite a bit of controversy about Joel Osteen. He's not always the most famous person around, but I like that quote. So, to add a moment of humour, this is the best talk on weight loss I've ever given. Let go of your weights. Let go of the weight of what you've done wrong that God can forgive you and let go of the weights of what other people have done to you. We carry the weights of things we've done and what is bound to us. Let them go. Give them to Jesus, my last line. Give them to Jesus and leave them at the cross. 
I have to go regularly back to the cross. Because as I said, I've got luggage and then I discover some of it is baggage. And I need my luggage for where I'm going. My baggage is hanging on to my past. Let it go. Amen. Over to you, Paul.